0: Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. This is Shannon, and I'm your host. And you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every weekday morning for an approximately 20-minute long episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter to you. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystal healing, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, and that's just naming a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on right now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. Today is February 28th, 2020. This is the Goddess Morning Show, and I am Shannon, your host. Our affirmation for the day is, The world is full of wonder and possibilities waiting for me to find them. Our first article is our book release. We have Stay Woke, A Meditation Guide for the Rest of Us by Justin Michael Williams, released February 11th of this year. A no-nonsense guide to establishing a personal meditation practice, changing your life, and taking hold of your dreams. Confession, this is not really a meditation book. Yes, you're going to learn everything you need to know about meditation But if you came looking for a typical guide to mindfulness, you're in the wrong place. We are modern people in high-tech world. We have first-world problems and long to-do lists. And if you grew up in a struggle, overcoming homophobia, sexism, trauma, shame, depression, poverty, toxic masculinity, racism, or social injustice, you need a different type of meditation. One that doesn't pretend the struggle doesn't exist. Here you will discover how to actually find stillness when your mind is going crazy, why most guided meditations get boring after a while, what nobody tells you about setting intentions and the scientific process to manifesting, four hidden habits that sabotage your growth and how to move past them, proven techniques to overcome anxiety, stress, and trouble sleeping, daily rituals that cement and enrich your practice, how to use mindfulness to take action toward the causes you believe in and get shit done. Whether you've tried meditation but it never sticks, or you've heard about it but never gave it a shot, Justin Michael Williams guides you step-by-step in creating a custom meditation ritual that fits in your busy and sometimes messy modern life. With free downloadable audio meditations every step of the way, Stay Woke gives people of all genders, identities, colors, religions, ages, and economic backgrounds the tools to stop wasting time, overcome self-doubt, and wake up to the lives we were really born to live. Alright, our next article comes from truity.com and it says, What is Enneagram? The Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people conceptualize the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram model describes nine different personality types and maps each of these types on a nine-pointed diagram, which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. The name Enneagram comes from the Greek "ennea," and that is the Greek word for nine in "gramma." means something that is drawn or written. According to the Enneagram, every personality has a certain worldview and looks at the world through their own lens or filter. This makes it possible to explain why people behave in certain ways. By describing how the basic personality adapts and responds to both stressful and supportive situations, the Enneagram shows opportunities for personal development and provides a foundation for the understanding of others. This system, has been the inspiration for multiple Enneagram personality tests, as well as books on an eclectic variety of subjects, from personal development and spiritual growth to relationships and even career development. So, what is the history of the Enneagram? We don't know the exact origin of it, but we do know it has an eclectic history. Some assume ancient roots in Babylon around 4,500 years ago, while others place the origin in classical Greek philosophy around 2,500 years ago. The model has been attributed to the Jewish Kabbalah, Christian mysticism, and Sufism, a mystical form of Islam. Dante apparently had very good knowledge of the Enneagrams since the characters in the Divine Comedy correspond largely to the Enneagram types. What we do know is that the modern Enneagram system is the work of contemporary authors. George Ivanovich Gurdjieff, a mystic and spiritual teacher, introduced the model as a spiritual symbol in the 1930s, and it arrived on American shores in the 1960s. Most researchers today tend to focus on the psychological rather than the religious side of the Enneagram, drawing comparisons with other personality models like the Myers-Briggs system. Applications of the Enneagram are mostly used for personal self-knowledge and personality development, offering a powerful tool for self-mastery, conflict resolution, team dynamics, leadership, and emotional intelligence. Because it identifies opportunities for, de- uh, for development for each individual type, has become widely used in areas such as counseling, psychotherapy, business development, parenting, and education. Okay, our next article is from mindbodygreen.com. We have Can Essential Oils Actually Ease Headaches by Annie Daly, written February 25th of this year. It says While they were once considered a pretty fringy woo woo wellness accessory, the kind of thing your hippied out ant in boulder would whisper about, essential oils are officially having a mainstream moment. The natural, highly concentrated liquids that contain chemical compounds from various plants are now used to curb all sorts of ailments from high stress to low libido. Experts say that the essential oils can help relieve headaches and migraines in some cases as well, though more research needs to be done before they can become a legitimate treatment for an achy head. The science behind using essential oils for headaches. Although there are some studies out there that show people who smell essential oils have less severe headaches than those who don't, they aren't done well enough to be scientifically conclusive yet, explains Pamela Dalton, Ph.D., a research scientist at the Monell Chemical Senses Center in Philadelphia, whose work focuses on the relationship between odor and emotional processes. The problem with these studies is that there isn't an effective control group, as everyone who participates knows they are smelling oils because the aromas are so strong. What can we say for sure? Headaches are often caused by stress, so essential oils may help curb the throbbing pain simply because they relax you. Doing anything that relaxes you when you have a headache from getting a massage to smelling an essential oil whose scent you truly enjoy can be effective therapy, Dalton explains. Of course, there are tons of scents out there, so it's ultimately up to you to find one you truly enjoy. The certified aromatherapist, Amy Galper, founder of the New York Institute of Aromatic Studies and co-author of Plant Powered Beauty has some advice to help you get started. Here she recommends three popular beginner blends that smell amazing and will help you dip your toe into the highly aromatic essential oil waters. And she recommends peppermint and lavender and chamomile or rosemary and sweet orange or mandarin or frankincense with clary clary sage and lavender. How to use essential oils for headache relief. Once you've picked out the oils you want to use, the next step is actually using them right and contrary to what you may think that does not involve simply buying a bottle of this stuff and dabbing it on your wrists like a perfume. She recommends using it in a air diffuser, which can be bought anywhere from online to Walmart or a specialty shop, or using it in a roll-on, like buying one of the perfume dispenser roll-ons that you can put it on your temple. You can put it on your neck or on your wrists. Or you can put it in a spray bottle and mist it into the air with dilution with water. All right. Also from mindbodygreen.com, we have 10 things the writers of the Paris Agreement want you to do about climate change. Former UN Secretary Executive Secretary Christiana Figueres. This article was written by Christiana Figueres on February 25th of this year. And it says, none of us have complete control over which path the world ultimately chooses to take and which future will be ours. But each of us individually can engage in these 10 action areas giving direction to the transformation toward a regenerative world. Number one, let go of the old world. Now is the time to make profound shifts in how we live, work, and relate to one another. To be successful, we need to make a series of intentional moves. The first of these is to honor the past, then let it go. Focus on where you're giving, not on where you're, where you're going, not on where you've been. Cultivate your constructive vision for the future and hold on to it, come what may. When you see where you're going, you won't be so afraid of losing your grip on the past. Number two, face your grief, but hold a vision for the future. The winters, springs, summers, and autumns, the rainy and dry seasons that we remember will not be those that our children and their children will enjoy. It's rare today to find someone who over 50 who isn't conscious that the weather patterns that define their childhoods are quickly and drastically being altered. We cannot hide from the grief that flows from the loss of biodiversity and impoverished lives of future generations. We have to feel the full force of this new reality in our bones. There is a power to consciously bearing witness to all that is unfolding without turning away. And counterintuitively, you may actually feel better about the situation when you deeply accept the reality of it. Number three, defend the truth. The fabric of the scientific method is fraying, objectivity is under attack. Some political leaders have chosen to part company with objective reality. The rise of social media has afforded these leaders ample opportunity to obscure facts. We all have an urgent responsibility to recognize and defend such an attack on truth, because if it persists, our small window of opportunity to turn back the tide on the climate crisis will be lost forever. Number 4. See yourself as a citizen, not a consumer. Consumerism traps us into thinking we can purchase personality. Moreover, it eats up our mental space and creates a constrictive view of the world, one in which our value and identity are built upon the proliferation of disposable waste. Psychological studies have shown that mass consumption creates a bigger and bigger hole in our lives that we keep trying to consolidate in our sense of identity through curated buying habits. We drive the engine of mass consumption faster and faster, bringing ourselves even closer to the edge of disaster. Despite all the ways culture is pushing us in the direction of blind consumerism, we can start to intentionally push back. We can develop the mental discipline to resist the imperatives of consumerism We can change our consumption habits and vote with our money for products that are sustainable. Number five, move beyond fossil fuels. Reducing flying is likely to have the biggest impact if you live in a wealthy country. You might decide never to set foot on a plane again, and if you do, we applaud and celebrate you. But in reality, that may not be possible for you today but you can still make a contribution. You can commit to not flying for holidays and taking the train to places within, say, 500 miles of your home. You might commit to taking only a certain number of flights per year or by taking meetings via video conferencing. Number six, reforest the earth. Almost all tropical deforestation is driven by demand for four commodities, beef, soy, palm oil, and wood. Too many ingredients in the products we consume every day come from deforested land. It's easy to forget how much power we have if we choose to use it. If a company is engaging in destructive land practices, non-governmental organizations will work to make that fact clear to consumers. As that happens, you can remove your consent from that company by refusing to buy its products. Number seven, invest in a clean economy. This new economic model will need better policies and strong institutions so that the great market forces of investment and entrepreneurialism can work toward regeneration instead of extraction. Divesting from the past and reinvesting in the future can be done right now. If you have a pension fund or savings, find out where your money is invested. Do not over- underestimate the power of the default option in defined pension schemes. If you work for a company that has such a scheme, request that it shifted away from fossil fuels. Number eight, use technology responsibly. Evolving new technologies have enormous potential for delivering emissions reductions. We must embrace them carefully but rapidly and not rely on them as a silver bullet. As we grow more comfortable with machines being part of our lives, we, s- we will need to use technology responsibly, mindful of its power and influence, and ensure that proper governance systems are in place. Number nine, build gender equality. We must ensure that decision-making at all levels of society involves increasing numbers of women because when women lead, good things happen. Number 10, engage in politics. Finally, the action that we feel is ultimately the most important Democracies are threatened by the climate crisis and must evolve to meet the challenge. In order to help them do so, we all need to actively participate. Now is the time for us to participate in our schools, businesses, communities, towns, and countries to ensure that the battle to survive the climate crisis becomes the biggest political movement in history. It is not about changing governments or political leaders. It is about waging sustained political action and engagement. The ingredients to achieve our goal are ripe. We have huge momentum with millions of people on the streets calling for change. Corporations, cities, investors, and governments all over the world are taking highly sophisticated and coordinated action to a a one-and-a-half-degree Celsius future and are hoping and listening to the calls of emergency from the streets. If democracy is to survive and thrive into the 21st century, climate change is the one big test that it cannot fail. This piece was co-written by Tom Rivette Karnick. All right. Our goddess of the day is the Morrigan, and this comes to us from mythology.net. Who is the Morrigan? The Morrigan is the term given to the goddess Morrigan, one of the triple goddesses in Celtic mythology. She represented the circle of life and was associated with both birth and death. Her name translates to great queen or phantom queen. She was a shapeshifter and looked up over the rivers, fresh water, and lakes, and she is also described as being the patroness of revenge, magic, priestesses, night, prophecy, and witches. She is often depicted as a triple goddess, but this varies by source. In Celtic mythology, the number three has incredible significance. At times, Morrigan is featured as one of these three sisters while at other times she is a singular figure. It is difficult to find the exact origin of the Morrigan in existing texts. Some say she was the wife of Dagda. Many say she was part of the Tuatha de Danan, Dan- or the tribe of the goddess Danu. The tribe was mythical, was a mythical race living in Ireland and were descendants of the goddess Danu, Her son, Dagda, was a powerful leader. The Morrigan often helped to protect the people from invading armies by blowing a layer of fog over the land and decreasing visibility. The myths surrounding the Morrigan all involve part of the life cycle. Her stories are found in multiple texts, including the book of Isaiah. The myth of Kukulan was a warrior and the Morrigan fell deeply in love with him. She tried to seduce the warrior, but he rejected her. Unable to deal with the rejection, she set out to seek his revenge, her revenge. She tried to use her magic to form to increase his inner strength, but needed him to be still and near her in order to do so. Because she was a shapeshifter, she appeared to him. For the first time as a bull, she told him to run, but he refused and kept on his path. The next time she appeared to the warrior as an eel, she tried to trip him up in an effort to use more magic on him, but he was, she was unable to do so. She tried again, the time changing, this time changing into a wolf and attempted to scare cattle so that they would run and stop his journey, but again, this didn't work. On her final attempt, she took the shape of an elderly woman. She was milking a cow, and when Kukulan saw her, he finally recognized her. The Morrigan gave the warrior three drinks of milk, which immediately made him stronger. Kukulan was riding his horse one day when he noticed the Morrigan by the river, This would be the moment in which she would seek her revenge on the warrior for rejecting her love. She was washing his armor, which was considered to be a death omen. The next time he was in battle, he was critically wounded. He knew that he would die, and he tied himself to a large stone and propped himself up so that he would die in an upright position. A crow instead landed on his shoulder— And it was at this moment everyone knew he had passed. All right, our next article is our stone for the day, our crystal for the day, and that is turquoise. And in crystal healing, the turquoise crystal, meaning is associated with personal protection, making it popular as a protective shield for ancient warriors heading out in battle. The bright and stunning hue of the turquoise crystal has been discovered in the ceremonial masks and battle gear of the Aztecs, a tribe that revered this decorative stone for its ability to provide personal protection against negative forces. In the cases of the ancients, it served as a bodyguard against invading marauders and other challenges of antiquity. According to Persian legend, the turquoise crystal stone was believed to bring good luck when it reflected the light of the new moon. The protective stone used for thousands of years, turquoise, is the spiritual balm to a heart that's been chapped by an old emotional wound or chronic stress. Modern life might not be a Game of Thrones episode, but it does have its share of eyebrow raising moments. Wherever you happen to be in your journey, let turquoise be your welcome oasis in a spiritual desert, a stone with energetic vibrations linked to the life-giving elements of water and air. French for the word Turkish, turquoise, crystal meaning, became well known across the continents thanks to the ancient trade routes of the Silk Road, which brought this valuable stone from Turkey to Western Europe. Turquoise quickly became the toast of Europe, making its way into royal lineage that can be traced back to Marie Louise and her su- and her royal tiara, a wedding gift from her husband Napoleon. All right. The episode, uh that uh, this episode, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. This episode is over but we will continue with different information tomorrow always tune in daily to hear different things we are closing and wrapping up this episode with a reminder that as always if you have any comments or questions to write in about we will enter you in our weekly giveaway and you can email those to from ashes we rise to at gmail.com And if you have a review for us on whatever platform you're listening to this show on right now, and then email us to let us know you left that review, we will also enter you in the giveaway. And that giveaway is for a three ounce bag of organic non-GMO herbal tea, custom blended by from asheswerise2.com, who is our sponsor. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe and have a wonderful day. Blessings and namaste. This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From AshesWeRiseTo.com where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom-blended, organic, non-GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also, order hand poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's from ashes we rise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.